Welcome everybody to episode 64 of the CarCast. As the stars pick up a point, but kind of a disappointing shootout loss to the Vancouver Canucks tonight at the AAC. My name is Owen Newkirk. Riding shotgun once again tonight is Sean Shapiro. And now we hit the CarCast. And Sean, the big question is, when we hit the olfactory signal of the lightning round, do you think that will once again be consistent? Uh, I mean, it's one, been one of the most consistent things of this uh, this week. I mean, Man, speaking of inconsistent <laughs> or consistency, that's what the Stars didn't show in the first period tonight as they got beaten on the first shot of the game and then 10 minutes later again, uh, Tim Schaller hadn't scored a goal all year, had the Reed Boucher treatment from last year, something about the AAC and Vancouver Canuck players who haven't scored all season. Yep. And uh, then I believe he dedicated the game to Antoine Roussel afterwards. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Missed the fact that he wasn't there. I wish yeah. that he had been. That would have been really cool. It would have been inspiring for everybody because he was a great Dallas star and a fan favorite. Uh, hope he gets well with his knee and he's ready to go for next year. We get to see him. But yep. That was a, uh, a disappointment of today's visit of the Canucks. Their only trip to Dallas this year. Yeah. Yep. And... Uh, Yes, maybe might run into him. I might run into him in two weeks when we're in Vancouver. But even with the injury, who knows? So it's, yeah, it'll be hard to tell. He'll probably be there. Yeah, but yeah, it's not the same, is it? No, no, no. It's not. So it's. But instead of being 18 seconds into the game, it's 52 seconds into the game today. An optimist, um, an optimist would say that that is progress. Progress or less time to come back. <laughs> Ooh, that's the pessimist approach. Interesting. It'd be better to let up in, in a perfect world. Wouldn't it be better to let up both goals in the first two seconds of the game? Then you have a full fifty-eight minutes, fifty-nine minutes, and fifty-eight seconds to rally. To rally. It's something the stars have not been good at this year: is rallying from behind, and that's a lot to do with the fact they don't score a lot of goals. Correct. Sean, you did a stat the other night that we talked about on the Carcast about the stats for Anton Hudobin. Well. He allows two goals or fewer. Well, tonight was number 17. I did. I looked it up because yep. I wanted to quantify a little bit more. Now it's 32 starts this year. Yes. 17 times he has allowed two goals or less. And he's now 7-7-3. Seven, seven, and three. 11 of his 32 starts, he's allowed exactly three. So that is now 28 of 32, three goals or less. He is getting the job done. Yes, yes. The offense is not. And I think it's pretty obvious. They're the third lowest scoring team in the NHL. It's yeah. pretty plain to see, isn't it? It is. It's... I mean, Hudobin, first goal tonight was bad. Yep. I don't, you know, He can be as good as good as he's been. That first goal tonight, that was bad. He was... Um, the other night he said he might have been sleeping a little bit on the first one. This one tonight was... This was just bad. This was worse than the one against the Golden Knights. Way worse. Way worse. Because as much as you may be disappointed with the Pacioretty goal, it was a quick pass and there were some other issues with coverage. And it's from an elite player. And he's very good. Nothing against Tim Schaller, but that should not go in on an NHL goalie. Period. That should not go in at all. Um, And then the second goal, um, Tim Schaller once again makes it 2-0 actually, scores a second goal, and... He has... That was a much better goal. That was a much better goal, but that was kind of blown coverage by Jason Dickinson and John Klingberg. Right. I mean, Pedersen's in the corner, and Schaller's wide open in the left circle Mm -hmm. for a one-timer that beat 
two dove and great shot again yeah. the stars did not defend that that very well yeah so it's two nothing two um, nothing after one period of play or yeah. after 10 minutes after 10 minutes 11 minutes let's say we're at this roundup it was yeah. 10 53 yep um two nothing stars start to look a little bit better they start to carry the play a little bit more then I think a huge moment in this game and one that is was obviously a big talking point after the game we go to the third the second period Pedersen gets loose almost would have gotten loose for a breakaway but John Klingberg holds him up and we have a penalty shot yep and, and then a scoring chance on the follow-up by uh, Saunter as the delayed call was coming which Hudova makes a save so then it goes to a penalty shot and Sean, I believe in live speed, it would have been impossible for the referees to call a second penalty shot. Watching the replay, it was pretty evident that Hudobin released his stick. I don't think he did it with any intent. I, I believe that that part well, of the comment. Second, it's not a second penalty shot. I think it, well, it would have been an awarded goal. It would have been an awarded goal. Yeah. It really have? Yeah. I thought that was only with an empty net. No. Are you sure? So we even go back two weeks, uh, three weeks ago. Do you remember how the Rangers ended up losing in the shootout? Where Ovechkin came in on the shootout and Georgiev threw his stick. Right, on the shootout. Oh, I guess you're right. And, okay. and, and the game officially ended on the goal and Ovechkin was awarded the goal. I thought it would have been and, just another And another it's, it's, it's the same rule. Now, if a goalie throws the penalty See, the stick... the difference is, is that it was clear... I, I don't know if there's any subjectiveness. We'd have to go back and look at it. I did look... Was, I, Ovechkin's shot was clearly... He would have had an open net he had him beat. I don't think Pedersen had anything clearly open there. No, I, so I went through and looked. I did, I did look up the rule. Basically, okay. if a goalie throws his stick at any time during play, breakaway, whatever, it's an automatic penalty shot. Do you think the that, ref, that would have the, been a harsh, disti- harsh distinction knowing that... He was going for a poke check, and I don't think he was trying to. I think he just lost it. Do you think there's that? Is there room for that interpretation? I give Anton Hudobin a ton of credit for throwing his stick and making it look like he dropped it. It was very That's, beneficial that it hit the legs of Pedersen yes, and came yes. right back to him, so it looked like he I, had I, it. I just, I as, as you, I, you actually think he threw it. I think he threw it. I honestly, I, I give him a ton of credit. All right. I give it, it's the same way that. It's the same way that well, I give. It certainly goal- didn't look like he did it with any intent. I know, but it's, the same, it's the same way I give the, a goalie a ton of credit for pucks under your pad. You're right on the goal line, and as you stand up, you do the big kick out. So the puck right, you spin sideways. You spin sideways. Like it's. I think it, I, it's. Was it? You think he knew exactly what he? was I think doing he knew that? exactly what he was doing. It's also, and I also think I don't. Also, there's also something to you take. Think about what Pedersen did on his last shootout attempt. Very pretty, the uh, the Forsberg move. Yeah, Remember against the Rangers. I have also I have had a goalie coach before as someone who is a goalie. I've had who has told me it's worth dropping your stick to take that move away. Really? Yes. Just to have it hit the stick. Yes. Interesting. Just so I I think Hudobin knew exactly what he was doing. Whether you wanted to call it a throw or a drop, either way, I give Hudobin a ton of credit for performing the maneuver he did and making it look legal enough that the officials decided not to have any further conversation about it. Enough. He got away with another potential penalty when the blade of one of his skates came off the during play. He 100% got away with a penalty. And he, he was trying to get the attention of the officials that he was incapacitated. When you lose the blade of a skate, you can't move. It's very, very difficult, especially in goaltender's equipment. And... So he's banging his stick on the ice. The puck's down at the other end. The refs don't notice. So he just turns and very sort of exasperatedly heaves the net off with his shoulder. 
But there's nothing in the rules that says they have to give him the whistle. Right. Here's the other thing. They could have called a penalty. I also think that would have been very harsh. It would have been. Um, if they had done that, the AAC patrons would have lost their minds. Here's the funny thing. Do you remember that, Anton, the uh, the uh, the goal against uh, Tuka Rask in the playoffs last year where he lost his skate plate? I don't know if I remember that. So, Tuka Rask lost his skate plate in a, play- skate blade in a uh, playoff game last year and was very angry, was yelling towards the ref, basically quitting. I don't want to say quitting the play, but was yelling at the ref instead of focusing on the puck. Right. And then a goal was scored. And then there's a pretty funny image, which we'll have to, have to look up later where Rask is holding his blade at the... at the. Oh, uh, I think I remember yeah. that image, yeah. Um, essentially, and from that rule, from that moment, we were all re-educated in the rule book there where the only piece of goalie equipment that that is supposed to lead to a whistle is losing their helmet. That's the only one. That's right. the so only gloves, one. gloves, sticks, skates. Yeah. Well... I think I think common sense can prevail on common, this. Common sense can prevail, but also it's Which not... Which is what happened tonight. Yes, they, they did they not call, call a penalty. penalty and, they didn't call a and, penalty. And he got a replacement blade quickly. Yeah. The new technology for the last couple of years where that's come in, be able to pop a blade out instead of having to change a boot, yeah. it was a huge difference because Landon Bow would have had to have come into Correct. the game. If nothing else, just to wait for Hudobin to change a skate, yeah. unlace it, you have to take off the pad to do it. Mm-hmm. It would have taken a lot longer than a player. Yes. But to be able to pop a blade, in, it's, it's a massive difference. Yeah, so it he uh, it, it's a, the reason I brought that up is because in that game where Rask Hudobin was the backup goalie, yeah, he has a connection. So, there. so who, Boston last year. So that's so, my point is Hudobin is, is on a team that's been explained the rules by NHL officials. So you're saying that ignorance of the law should not be an excuse, particularly for him. Yes, fair enough. Uh, Stars get a huge goal in the final 22 seconds of the second period as the captain scores on a beautiful shot. Really big stick tap to Val Nachushkin for the setup, for the yeoman work to set that play up and get the get Jamie Ben the chance to shoot and score. Sean, I don't think they come back from two goals down in the third period if Ben doesn't score that goal at the end of the period. No, I don't think so. I think um, a I thought Dallas Dallas played well enough to score more than oh one gosh, goal in the, third, in, in the third period. But, they had a ton but, of chances. But, but that goal was a huge was a huge. It's a huge boost, both, emo- both emotionally and within your play. Um, I, they don't come back without that goal. And How about the first period power play where Ben hits the post on that rebound opportunity and Les Bronze has three golden looks yeah. and is unable to put it in the net? He was great in that first period. In a, in a situation where the Stars were not very good, I thought he could have had two or three goals pretty easily. And uh, he was unfortunate not to. Remember, he hit the crossbar yep. in the second period as well. Yeah. So he just needs to keep shooting. He has the right instincts. He got his first goal the other night in Minnesota. More to come in a good way for Les Bruns, but a tough night for him as far as the results. Yeah, yeah. And um, he looked good tonight. Um, as you mentioned, Chushkin, I thought this was one of Val's better games. Oh, by um, a long shot. There's still Jim Montgomery even went as far to say after the game that he will score. He didn't really give an exact timeline of it, but he basically said, "Boy, if he could put a timeline, that's putting an awful lot of pressure on the kid yeah. who hasn't done it in 51 games." Yeah, but, but I mean, you know what? He and, did a lot. He had an assist tonight. He was great defensively. He filled in for Como with his injury, which was a bit murky. We got some details. We didn't get anything about Ben no, Bishop today. nothing in the morning. You followed up tonight and asked about it and got nothing. Correct. So, we, so. Uh, the only good news about the Bishop one is that he was skating, he was skating and yep. took some shots. Um, I still don't think we see him on Tuesday. I don't think based so. Based on, on the history of how he's recovered, we got to see him 
get significant time, maybe in practice tomorrow, maybe he's the backup for Tuesday. I think the goal is, if, if everything works out, I think the goal would be he starts against the Avalanche on Thursday, right? Maybe. Um, if he's available, to, I'm, I'm over the mindset, though. If he's available to back up on Tuesday, he's available to play on Tuesday, and play on Tuesday. But You think so? Yes. You think that, that when he's ready, he'll play? That's what I'm of the mindset okay. of, yeah. Well, we'll um, see. Because I don't, I don't think, just with his injury, if you're just going to use him in a backup role, why have him... You still have Landon Bow, yes, right? Yes, sure. So it's. Uh, so, I think you're probably right. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll amend my yeah. statement then. Yeah. Um, but, so we'll really no update. Um, and uh, Blake Como, we found out, is a lower body injury day-to-day. That's all we know. Um, well, at least some. He said there was enough discomfort in the morning skate. Yeah. Which we saw because he skated before the morning skate. Mm-hmm. That he did not take line he rushes. Did not take line rushes, and he didn't. He didn't even bother to go out because they said he'll be a game time. He said didn't bother go out for warm ups tonight. For warm up tonight. So we get to the third period. Third period, two one game, and a pretty good period from the stars overall. Some really good chances. Um, had a couple on a power play early in the yeah. third. Sagan with a good shot. Radulov had a nice tip play in front. Uh, Marsham was very good tonight. Yeah, he was really good. And once again, the Stars are f- finding the problem of creating plenty of shots and chances and unable to beat a goalie. Now, Marsham uses his size a lot like Ben Bishop does. And he had a bunch of saves off his shoulders because of his big frame and positioning. Yep. Which is why he's where he's at. He's, I'm not saying he's not a good goaltender. Yeah. I'm just saying that he bl- makes a lot of saves because he takes advantage of that size. And Markstrom to me tonight was the game where the the timing worked well for the Canucks because I thought he was actually a bit shaky in the first period. I did too. And then he really settled down as the game went along. And got um, a lot it, of action, the so type he was able of, yeah, to get it, into it's it. It's the type of thing where if, he ha- if Markstrom has the first period... If Markstrom has the showing he has in the first period, line up with the Stars' third period, the Stars win this game of regulation. And if they – here's the interesting thought, Sean. Um, or maybe let's wait on that. The Stars get the, the tying goal late. Fadoon, Fadoon yeah. who almost scored against Vegas at the crossbar the other night, gets this one. Great screen by Radulov. And it was a bit of a relief because the Stars could have really – the screen was by Hintz. I thought Radulov was It was hints in front of the net. Rad- sure? Radulov had the assist. It was hints in front of the net. Because I thought Rad's got... It was a question of if he got the tip. It was... It was The question was whether hints tipped it or not. It was de- It was definitely rope We'll have to go to the video on that. Unfortunately, we can't do that from the car cast, so we'll have to de- go later. It was definitely rope hints in front of You also Rad. insisted that the Stars have practice on Wednesday at the AAC. That was fake news. <laughs> that was a fake press release. Uh, it wasn't. It was a corrected or amended one. But we'll get, move on. Anyway. So they get the goal. It's big it because... It was in front of the net. It, oh my goodness, here we go. It's important <laughs> because... It, it's important because they at least kept pace with both St. Louis and Minnesota, who yep. lost in a... Sh- St. Louis in a shootout and Minnesota in overtime. When I say kept pace was... Kept pace with the Blues and stayed ahead by the same amount of the Wild. Because it, going with nothing to show for it tonight... After yeah. the way the Vegas game turned out, where they yeah. played well enough to win and to get anything for it, yeah. would have really stung. Correct. To yeah. start a homestand with zero. Yeah. So, what do you think about overtime? Um, it was an overtime that was kind of killed by the penalty. Yeah. 
Like, and then the fact that they, they didn't get a whistle when it was 4-on-4, four four, so it kept going as 4-on-4. Four four. Yeah. And so, starts coming. Nice work by Roman Polak and Essa Lindell on the penalty kill. How did Lindell have any energy to get a one-timer off after killing off the 4-on-3? Not really sure. Because he was out there. He and Roman yeah. Polak were there the entire two minutes. Yeah. I don't know. Um, then we go to something we hadn't seen all season in a shootout. And Over a year, calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. And... What did you think of the shooter selection? No problems whatsoever. Um, I, think, I have thoughts. Yeah, you can have thoughts. I think yeah. that you're over overindulging those thoughts. Here's the thing. Stars having a shootout all year. Jim Montgomery, when asked in the postgame, gave pretty lucid answers about it. Thoughtful ones. He went with guys who had pretty high percentages. And you even yourself yes. have brought up Tyler Shagan. Um, the choice of Radulov, he's by far one of the more skilled shooters and then he went with Jamie Ben, who's been scoring goals of late and had a goal tonight so feeling it and then he went with Hints in the fourth round and I thought that was the right choice because he was feeling it here's what I I mean what kind of trend are you looking for they haven't had a shootout all year have you watched Miro Heishkin in a shootout okay have you have you watched him in no in he shootout? hasn't had a shootout in the in, NHL in this year but yeah but if you watch him in shootout practice he went he scored multiple times on the shootout in the all-star game. I know that's different. And Jamie Ben is not historically good in the shootout. Yeah, and look, if the Stars had four or five shootouts and they kept going with it and they had three or four or five losses, and I think that you have something to stand on. It's it, look, the shootout is fi- is a fickle thing and the Stars didn't score enough in re- in regulation tonight. Hudobin gave him enough. They he went 3 out of 3 and then Obviously, Levo scored in the fourth. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to score a goal. Sagan had Markstrom frozen. He just hit him in the in the cheater, the yep. cuff of the glove. And credit to Markstrom for having his stick or his glove in the right position. But he did not react to that. He got lucky. Or lucky's not I, fair I, because I, he got. Yeah. He, but he got. He was a bit fortunate that he was in the right spot and Sagan hit him with it rather than miss yes. and he scored. Yes. I don't think it. You you can be overly critical. Or I no. Let me rephrase. I don't think you should be overly critical with the shooter selection tonight. I'm not. I mean, I'm I not, think that I, if I think that Miro certainly could have merited a chance. I'm not critical to the point of where it's something where I was writing right. about it, but I'm critical to the point of that. You Jamie, mentioned it in the card. Jamie Ben would have been my fifth shooter, and Miro would have been my third shooter. I'm okay with that. And but, Rope was my fourth. But look, so. Ben scored a beautiful goal tonight, and. Uh, on a wrist shot, on the rush, on when he took a pass. It wasn't the situation where he's finishing around the net. It on was a nice breakaway. shot from the yeah. right circle. Yeah. So, yeah. I know. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's go to the questions. Let's move on. Lightning round time. By the way, I did not put the recirculated air on. No, tonight, it wasn't as pungent. And I didn't smell anything other than new car smell. There you go. Yes. All right. Let's get to the... Uh, so maybe it's your car. No, I don't think so. No, it was my car last time too. It was so, your yeah. car last time. I don't time. know what's. Yeah. Maybe they finally cleaned up the strong, swampy odor on the ramp there. It's better. What are your thoughts about the Stars' Irish-themed nicknames during warm-ups? I'm personally partial to Ben Lovejoy's McLovin, but what were your favorites? I like McLovin. There were some fun ones, but McLovin was, that was definitely good. my favorite. Um, we, we did not get the uh, the Blake Como one. Did you see what that would have been? It was McComover. Yes. Yes. That I one's pretty funny. That was pretty funny. He didn't actually um, wear it because he, he didn't, was He didn't skate. Well. Um, but, uh, and, and then Jamie Ben's McChubbs is McChubbs always is solid. solid. They're all good. Um, I would like to profess a little bit of uh, maybe lack of knowledge of 
Irish fashion, mm -hmm. but I wondered, they had plaid on the shoulders. Yeah. I feel like that looked more Scottish. I don't know the answer to I this. don't, and I, yes. I, this may be sound a bit of an ignorant comment because I, I'm not as educated on, and, and I'm sure there may be some Irish and Scottish similarities, but I always think of the plaid as being the tartan for Scottish uh, design, uh, the wraps as well as the kilt. Although, I don't know if you have a lot of plaid on the kilt. Usually, it's the tartan, which is the, the I don't want to call it a sash, but it's the, the woolen wrap around and plaid around the part of the kilt ensemble. I have nothing to add. All right. Okay. Do the on. stars need to adjust their shots against better goalies, more deflection, and blocking view of goalie? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... They were, look, they didn't... They, they also had open nets they didn't finish, right? How yeah. about in overtime, four-on-four, four, Sagan holds, holds, he sees Klingberg cutting, slides it through, and Klingberg shoots it two feet wide. He missed. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm just going to say he had a chance to win the game in overtime. Yeah. And the Stars did have some opportunities tonight where they did not do what they needed to do and maybe didn't get to the front of the net enough, do you think? Yeah. They, had goal, they had scoring opportunities. Yeah, no, I mean... But when you face big goalies, you're going to have to get tips and rebounds. And I just think that's a better... That's a good philosophy for any goalie. Yeah, uh, you could say that every night, right? Get yeah. to the net front? Yeah. Did you give them the win for the net front tonight? Uh, tonight? In your yes. 2020? Yes, because of... You look at the work they did defensively as okay. well. Because you have to take both sides into you effect. You do? And you look at what they did defensively, and there was the one mistake on the goal against, but overall I felt... Which was what? Stature? Or, sorry, the, the first the, the, goal? The second goal. I don't being in the high slot. Well, there was just just letting him go there. The first goal, there was no blame at all. That's a net front. That's like above the dot. Yeah, but it's the one thing that's close. There, no, no, it was the one thing that was that was okay. even close. That was the one thing that was even close. There yeah, was no. I thought no, they no, did well. But my mean, point, my point was there was only one thing you could even look at as a mistake defensively. I thought that they got caught. Like Hints got caught on the first goal because he started to lean toward the point. Think he was anticipating that Schaller was going to go back to the D man, and what happened was Schaller looked and turned and went to the net. And I still think that even though you want to anticipate that, I would rather him not let him turn and shoot, yep. and I'd rather that puck go all the way back to the blue line. Yeah. I, either way, the stars That's overall. Picking, right? Either way, the stars overall won the net front battle. Um, okay. How far is Zuccarello and Pitlick? Like basically, if original timelines are still what they are... We haven't had any updates since We haven't then. had any real updates. Zuccarello, in theory, is... Uh, Tuesday will be another. Will be three weeks from surgery, so a week from Tuesday will be four weeks from surgery. So, in theory, you're looking maybe that Western Canada trip, but we haven't seen him practice with the team. We haven't seen him do anything of that, so it's hard to say. Pitlick... Um, same thing. We got pretty good news when he met with the media for the New York Rangers brought, yeah. uh, game, mm -hmm. which was last Tuesday. Uh, the fact that, right? Yeah. It was the 13th. Yeah. And this is the 17th, so it was last Tuesday. Well, days run together. Now I know. But the good news is that, yeah, that was a plus. Yeah. Now, does he stay on schedule? I mean, fortunately, I mean, I don't want to overcommit to anything, but usually... The, with what he had, right? He had a plate put in his arm, yeah. surgery. That usually helps avoid any setbacks, but yeah, the, again, point, the point of the surgery was to help expedite the surgery. Or to at least recovery. make it not have anything go longer. Right? Yes. 
So the hope is four weeks. But look, he's not going to feel his best at, after four weeks. Correct. But hopefully his best or what he feels will be good enough to contribute because he key, looked good. The key to him really returning on that Western Canada trip to me, and this is not this is just my own yes, trying to, to read things, games back. Is, is seeing him – I need to see him in practice this week. I need to start seeing more and more of him actually being able to handle a puck. And, I just want him yeah. to get game action in to get some of the timing and rust off. Yeah. Before the playoffs, correct. That I, would be plus, and it maybe help him get into the playoffs. Okay. From Stefan here, Richie has been pretty bad for quite a while now. Was benched the whole third, if I recall correctly, and seems a sure candidate to be scratched when twelve other forwards are available. What other forwards are you see sitting when the forwards are getting healthier again? Is Spezza a candidate? Okay. Uh, first thing was is that Richie wasn't bad. The fourth line didn't play much when they were chasing a goal. Yeah. It, it's not that they can't get a goal. It's that if you are going to try to score, you double shift your top six and roll in the third line a little bit, and the fourth line just is the odd man out. Sometimes even sh- bring it down to two lines. So he, right now with the way Val played tonight, Richie would be the first guy out yes. for me if Blake Como is able to play on Tuesday against I Florida. Agree. I agree with that. I don't know if you have Zuccarello out if Val still stays in the lineup. If, if Pitlick is also available, then you have to weigh your options of, do you want Spezza because he's a face-off specialist, he's a center, he can be a power play guy. I still think he has value if he's on your fourth line. I have a hard time seeing them scratching Spezza. It's hard to do when you pay a guy that much, but at some point you have to make... I still think as a role player he can be, you know, a fourth line guy and... and it, 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 I have a hard time seeing him on my second line right now. I have a hard time seeing. It. I mean, I have a hard. The problem is, I have a hard time seeing him at five on five at all right now. Sure. It just the one hope is you see. Okay, is he a solution on the power play? And that's the one thing that you keep hoping for when you put right. him in. And and maybe win a face off and get off on the ice, yeah. which he still can do yeah. at a high level. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because at some point they're going to have to make a decision. Okay, has is is Les in is. It, Hints is obviously in, but his I le- does, think Les Bruns comes out because yeah. of his ability to play wing too. Yeah, and so he might end up getting pushed no, down. No, another name that right? comes to mind that could be scratched is Yanmark. Yes, I actually think, and, and that's not necessarily an indictment of Yanmark. He's good defensively. He stretches teams with his speed. He's good on the penalty kill, forechecking. He just hasn't been able to finish all no. year, and he's a guy that should be a better goal scorer than what he's done this season. Yeah. And sometimes that happens, right? You just have a bad year. Um. Quick power play question here. Which setup for the Stars has worked better this year, a 2-D-man unit or a 1? Um, and which should they go to when Zuccarello is healthy? Um, I don't think Zuccarello being healthy has anything to do with. I, I personally... I like the 1. I like the 1. I think um, I think that you have Klinger's unit and you have Miro's unit. Yep, I right? agree. I think that in late in a power play, if you're worried about it getting to the point of it expiring, then you bring the second D-man out. Just yeah. to so you get back to five on five if you don't score. I'm all, yeah, I'm all on board for the one. I'm I'm all on board for if your best five offensive players are, are forwards, forwards, go right. all five. I'm I have. But in this case, because of and what I've actually, so, does, so I, nobody has been able well, to no, fill his I've role. I've actually talked to Stars assistant coach Todd Nelson about yes. this, where he said because he he went with five forwards on the power play in Grand Rapids when he was there. He said the problem last year. Last year, yeah. which he said just the problem is. Um, you don't have anyone who can run the point, run that top the way Klingberg can. How about this? A side note: I thought Rope Hints looked very good floating from the left wing towards the point, being a bit mo- uh, mobile tonight in that. Because uh, usually he's been sort of a uh, either the slot guy, the heart, yeah. or the net front guy. 
And he looked I mean, again, we've been seeing his his confidence rise ever since the trade deadline, but yeah. he looked more assertive with the puck on the power plate tonight. I think it was a very good thing. From Andrea, we have... But he still comes off that unit if Zuccarello is Correct. Available, don't you think? Yes, but he makes the second unit better. Oh, yes. no, uh, yes. measurably better. Yes. Uh, recently, there's been talk about three-on-three overtime and shootouts and how, how players and coaches prefer to forego a shootout and continue playing until someone scores. Now that we've seen the stars in a shootout, what are your all thoughts on OT versus shootout? Do you think the league will get rid of it? Um, no. I've made my point abundantly clear. I think they should play longer three-on-three. I don't think our thoughts have changed because of this shootout. No, tonight. not at all. And... Um, now, my- do you remember a couple of years ago when Patrick Eves was still on the team? I don't know if you were in that conversation with me, but we asked him about this, and he said your one concern is player, uh, the risk to player safety, and because of the big, the top players adding more high intensity minutes during a game. I'm not saying that they don't want that. I would rather see another five minutes of three on three because it's the best. Hockey. I think. I, I think, and it's still a team thing. I, I think with. I think if you went ten minutes of three on three, I think that would be enough of a solution. Where I agree. And do you think? If, 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 and frankly, and frankly, if it goes, if it goes to a shootout after ten minutes of three on three, fine, fine. The NHL is not going to get rid of the shootout because they don't want ties. Yes. I would be happy with a tie. But they don't want that. Mm-hmm. I would also be happy with no point for an overtime or shootout loss. The shootout loss, no point, is overly harsh mm-hmm. because it's such a, a roll-of-the-dice skill competition. Not saying yeah. that there isn't skill involved. There is, but it's not a team result. So to get to a shootout and then get zero points would really... Like, if the Stars didn't get a point tonight, wouldn't that be harsh? Yes. But then St. Louis also wouldn't have gotten a point for a shootout loss in Buffalo. So you go, all right, well, it's even. Yeah. Ultimately... That would stink, but I would. I, the overtime is great. It, I I agree. Should be tomorrow. Should four on three overtime a power play for certain infractions be a minute instead of two minutes? Like for example, Jamie Ben's penalty tonight. No, you still you like it too. If you take a penalty in overtime, you should be punished for it. Right. That's my take on it. I agree. Um, but four on three is should it be four on three in overtime? Should they make it five on four, no. and then whistle back to three on three? Four on three or three on two. Don't put more guys out there. Three on two. <laughs> <laughs> you won't do that. The rule is you can't have less than two skaters. I know. So there won't be three on two. Three All on right. two would be insane. All right. Um, what do you guys think about trading Klingberg? Good idea or bad? Bad. Bad idea. We're not going to tackle that. Um, we just don't need to spend any more time on it. No. Bad. Um, I read a Sports Day article that had the chance of making the playoffs at like 94%, encouraging fans to sit back and enjoy the ride. Is that accurate? No. Today it was at 90 before the game. Yeah, for, by one tracker I saw, and there's a couple of different trackers, and they're all close to. I've seen 90, 91, 89. It was 89.9, so I rounded up to ninety. Yeah, I think over at the athletic Dom, whose name I can never pronounce. Last I think it's Lashizen. Yeah, that might be right. Ooh. Ooh, I may have to send the clip to audio to, to this audio clip to Dom and just see. If well, we what we should right. do is, hey, yeah. hey, Dom, would you send us an audio clip of saying your name properly? No, it's more fun this way. Okay, you just <laughs> want to make him come back and go. No, Owen was completely yeah. wrong. <laughs> no, said, no, said no, no, with that much. No, because then I'll be forced to say it myself out loud, and it'll be you wrong. If you don't know, you can plead, plead ignorance. Exactly. Anton um, Hudobin cannot. Yes. Um, the uh, Can they sit back and enjoy the ride? No. No. It's, no it's as like, a fan, you should enjoy the fact you that they are in the hunt yes. and relevant. These yep. are, are games that matter. But you should not rest on your laurels, nor should you lose it tonight. This is not panic mode. Yeah. They have a game in hand over the first team out of the playoffs, and three-point lead. That's the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. If they 
fail to get any points on this homestand after tonight, the last three games, if they go 0-3, then you can start to panic because of last year. But there should be no panic in the Stars game. And, Sean, the effort from tonight, barring the first period, which there was effort there, but I didn't think it was good enough. Yeah. And Cogliano said that in our postgame. He said... Uh, the first period cost us the game. We should be better than that. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think the effort was a problem, but I thought the desperation didn't set in until the third. Yeah. That's the urgency. Urgency and desperation. Kind of already answered this one. This is a comment on Nachushkin. Okay. Um, from I watched a documentary on the Joe and recently brought on, on, on the Joe and it, it brought and brought up Fedorov and the Russian five. Puck possession was their game instead of dump and chase. Dump and chase. <laughs> Dump and chase allows line changes, corrects defensive posture, etc. I'd love to see stars do more tape to tape on the rush like that. Thoughts? I mean, yes, everyone would love to see more. Interesting thought. Asked Rick Bonus this on today's pregame interview. He filled in for Monty, who wasn't feeling well, said he felt better tonight mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Rick Bonus said that it's very difficult to keep your sharpness of execution when you never practice. Yes. He said. The, and, and actually, that was an interesting thought that you carried over. He said, if we could practice more, it would definitely mean the the edge of our game would be better. Mm-hmm. Passes would be cr- cleaner, crisper. We just haven't had that. He wasn't making excuses. He was just saying it would be great to have more practice time. It would help make our team better. Who played the Stars on Friday who had four days without a game and looked very sharp and crisp? Vegas. And I think that made a big difference. I'm not saying that's why they won, but it certainly helped their game. Yep. And the Stars will not have practice time no, until the end of the month, basically. Because really, it's really, every yeah. other day, it's, and it's, it's going to be... It's tough. It's going to be energy management, and yeah, it's it's going to be really difficult. Yeah. Uh, Roman Polak, penalty kill in overtime, no lid, no problem. Puck to the melon, he's back out there next shift. Tell us more about your time that you're around him. What is he like off the ice? <laughs> he is so funny. Sean, any chance of an athletic article player buy on him? Does Dallas resign him? Um, to answer the one point... Um, Saad actually did a story on on Roman Polak in late December, early January, just on his... Any chance of a follow-up? Because he has been in a very crucial... He is a glue guy for this team. And I thought there was a comment you may, you had from Jamie Benn the other night, which was, we didn't expect... I think it was you, or maybe it was just the post-game quotes. We didn't anticipate Roman Polak's leadership... Uh, yeah, that was, just, that was from Jamie's post-game quote, right. yeah. We were, didn't expect how much he would impact the locker room and leadership as he has. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I don't think we any we, any of us thought he would play a impactful top six, top four role on the defense because we didn't think Mark Mazzot and Steven Johns were going to be injured for yeah. as much of this year as they have. Pollock's been great. Uh, huge signing. Probably the second best signing behind Hudobin for Jim Nil this offseason. Uh, maybe more than Blake Cole. There's only three signings, though. Well, Val's a like, sign too. Oh yeah, okay. No, <laughs> that's true. Four. That's true. That's true. So yeah, it's. I mean, it's not much competition. It's no, but I, yeah, I, if yeah. you argue that you look, I think Hudobin's number one. Yes, easily. And Polak was not supposed to be. No, this no. Much no. Of an Polak has he, been a much. He's po- been way above expectations. So for me, no. For me, Rowan Polak has been absolutely great to deal with off the ice. He's been. Right. He's been. He's been. He's a great personality. He's good for the group. Um, I still think that he's a player that is slightly miscast because that's not his fault he's been miscast but he's in a situation where he should not be playing the amount of minutes he's playing but he's responded so well to them he's responded as well as he can no i think better than that i honestly i I think i think it's above expectation 
Yeah, but there's there's look. There's a difference between would the stars be a better team if Roman Polak was in your third pairing than in the second. The answer is yes. Yes. But would the stars be a better team if they didn't have Roman Polak in their lineup right now? The answer is no. They'd be much worse. We've actually had people the other day were tweeting at me saying that they would be better if they didn't have Polak on the in on in the lineup, and I adamantly disagree with that. Oh yeah, no, considering no, considering the options available, yes. Right, that's yes. my whole point. Yes, yes. I'm not talking yes. about okay. if yes. you could have Johns and Mathot healthy, yes. they would be make your team better. Yes. Polak would be your your well, I mean they probably wouldn't have traded yeah. for Ben Lovejoy. Correct. Ben Lovejoy makes this team better. But it would it be better if they had Johns and Mathot over Lovejoy and Polak? I think the answer is probably yes. 100% yes. But no, they no, don't. Yeah, yeah, no. And so because of that, Polak's been a huge addition to this team because yes, of it. Yeah. Because of the circumstances. Does Dallas resign him was the last question. I think it depends on if Roman Polak doesn't get a better offer. Yeah. Because with his play, it's kind of like the Greg Patteron thing. The Stars might want to offer Polak another one-year deal. It depends on if they think Bayreuther can make the jump, if they want him to. But Pollock and and where's Stephen Johns in all yeah, this? Yeah, that's another. That's a huge one. I don't know the answer to that. I would like to have Pollock back. I I don't think you probably resign Lovejoy and Pollock. No, no. I would take one of those two. I, I take them both, but yeah, I don't. I, don't I, I, you'd I, have to have one planning on sitting. I, I think you start to look elsewhere. I just I just as For both. Far, yeah, I think you. You think you don't see either one? I think there's I think there's better improvements out there that will be available. Well, it'd be interesting, and that's to see. and that's yeah. something that I do, we, I want to dive into it like but in again, July. If you could get one of those as your six slash seven, yeah, and then and look if your seven outplays your six and he's in the lineup, great, right? Yeah. So, um, which is better? What Walt, about Taylor Fadoon? I would resign Taylor Fadoon. Would will Taylor Fadoon? Is one of those things where is he a top six option? I think he is. Mm-hmm. Will another team like Minnesota give Greg Patteron more of a, you're going to be in our six, and here's a multi-year deal? You never know with Paul Fenton as the GM. Well, no, but you know what I mean? Like, they it's, did that with Patteron. Yes. So, will a team out there say, Taylor Fadoon, you look great, we want you, and yeah. we're going to, you know, you have to fight for your lineup spot in Dallas because they have these three down the right, these yeah. three down the left. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both have earned their ice time, so. Yeah. Which is better, Walruses or Seals? Better? That's the question. I. They're different. They're great in different ways. Um, yeah. Better. I don't know. And better how? I don't know how I would say better, but I've had. I've. Uh, I have an affinity for both. Yeah, I. I. I am more of a. Uh, I think it seals slightly. I like walruses too. But seals are They're both funny. Seals have provided more. I, I, I when I think of trips to the zoo in my lifetime, I think of more moments where I've laughed with seals than walruses. Oh, I think walruses are exceedingly funny. I just if I, I was thinking about walruses versus seals, I think Roman Pollock is a walrus, <laughs> and I'm not saying it because of size. Uh, I think it's more of a. Somebody asked you earlier, what's he like to interact with? He's exceedingly funny. Yes, and he throws out hilarious chirps, mm-hmm. especially at his teammates. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, it's really funny. Um, I think Miro Haskin and maybe a seal because he moves so effortlessly. You need both on your team. You do. I but I, I don't know if I want to call Haskin and a seal though. I'm just comparing the two. Yeah, I don't. I think he's no problem. Different, yeah. Roman Pollock, yeah. the the team yeah. <laughs> Big mustache, big big tusks. Yeah, yeah. Imposing presence. 
do team planes fly faster than the than than the average? I guess I'm assuming the word plane commercial on on the way back than when they have the second game of a back to back. Oh, do they punch it more? Uh, I'm assuming. I mean, I don't know this. No. I'm not, but basically, the plane has to fly a safe. They have a cruising speed. Yeah. The difference is is that they fly directly, so they don't have any. I mean, they have to. They can get off the ground quicker. Typically, right? That's what it is. That 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 because that's, they don't have to wait for that's, that's the, all the commercial. The big the biggest thing that people with, that you have with a team plane as opposed to flying commercial is the game ends. So let's use the most recent back to back. Okay. The game Minnesota. ends. Game ends in Minnesota. Game ends around roughly what was that nine thirty nine forty five. The game ended with a seven o'clock. Seven o'clock start. Let's say ten o'clock. So let's say just ended for 10. the sake of the math. Say it ended at ten. The team's out of there by. The team's out of there by ten. Team's out of there by ten thirty, ten forty-five. Right, and it's a fifteen-minute drive to the Minneapolis airport, yep. and they are on, and they are they are on the plane, and they are taking off literally twenty minutes after they right. Get there. So it's quicker. They don't have to go through the same length of security and bag check-in. That that process is quicker, and also, Sean. Their flight can take off when they want it to. Yes. They don't have to hope that there's a commercial flight that late at night. Exactly. So those all factor in, yes, it's quicker, but it's not as though they go out there and, and put it into gear seven and go. No. It's, and burn more fuel. Yes. Now, they still have to be safe. However, no Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know if that's league-wide. Maybe just... No, 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 just the, just the Star Spin. Mm-hmm. There are other team planes. I've actually been doing an informal survey of this as oh. I've been going around the as league. As much as you can. Yes, there's certain teams... Um, there are some teams that certainly have Wi-Fi. Um, for example, the and then there's some teams like, for example, I've been told the Sharks Wi-Fi. They have Wi-Fi, but sometimes it's not that good on longer flights. You know what I'd love? I'd love to get a comparison. It all comes back comes back to food with me. Yes. I would love to compare menus because I think the menus for all are pretty good, mm-hmm. and there's a variety. But I would love to see what the Colorado Avalanche did. For example, they posted one of their menus, and it got a lot of fun play on Twitter. I've, I retweeted it and talked about how. Living the high life is great. Love to see the comparisons because I think these guys get a ton of unbelievable food options yeah. on planes. Never hungry league. It's not the same as do you want pretzels or peanuts, mm-hmm. right? On a Southwest flight or no other reputable yeah. carriers as well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a uh, nice way to end. Yeah. It comes back to food. Always comes back to food. By the way, still not the soft serve, but I found a great hard ice cream oh, stop. Uh, Brewster's over on Stacy, uh, I think it's in McKinney, McKinney Frisco area, okay. right off of Custer on the way towards 75. They make it in-house. They only sell it for 48 hours, then they, they go to fresh batch. Ooh. Really good. Hard ice cream. Any ice cream place you go to that has the uh, kind of the deadline for it's available, you know it's good. They took it seriously, either, and it was I, good. First time the, trying. Either the deadline or it sells out. By the way, uh, a, a follow-up, a Sunday follow-up to our burger. Yes. Uh, we've both had people in favor of our suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maple and Motor for burgers and Hop Daddies. I haven't had either one, so... If you're listening... <laughs> if you're listening, thanks. Yeah. Feel free to send the invitation. <laughs> because our endorsements are both ringing and important. Very. All right, that'll do it for tonight. We've got another busy day tomorrow. So CarCast 64 is in the bag. We're getting close to uh, 65, 70. Up we go. Yeah. and uh, Should probably hit that by the end of the regular season. We should. Playoff CarCast? It might be in a long night. Yeah. We'll see how we go. Let's, well, let's, let's hope we get there. Yes. Everyone, have a uh, Thanks for listening. Week. Yes, thank you for listening.